to the MetaZen cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on, yourself. What's up, Moonbeams? Happy Thursday and welcome to episode 65, Ailing Loyalty. In this episode, I just want to talk about loyalty and how, you know, some of us, way too many of us actually, myself included, most times, not even sometimes, most times I feel like we can be loyal to the wrong people. We can be loyal to the wrong situations, to the wrong friendships, to the wrong family. We can be loyal to a lot of the wrong stuff. And in being loyal to the wrong stuff, we're ultimately being disloyal to ourselves. We are dishonoring ourselves. So that is what we're going to talk about today. And as you know, if you are new, what's up? Salutations. Happy Thursday. And thank you for being here. I hope, I do hope you enjoy the show. If you are coming back for another episode, y'all already know what it is. What's up, cuz? Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for continuing to come back. It's my prayer and intention that you are getting something out of it. Even if it's just a nugget, even if it's just you questioning things in your life, becoming more curious, that works for me. Thank you for your continued support and attendance. In the first segment of this episode, we will be talking about loyalty and how it's hard to define, but easy to recognize. In the second segment, we're going to talk about being true to ourselves. In the third segment, we're going to talk about forgiving disloyalty, even when we're being disloyal, even when we're dishonoring ourselves, disgracing ourselves, the importance of coming back and forgiving ourselves for being disloyal to ourselves. My intention with this episode is just to open our eyes to the fact that we can very easily be being loyal to the wrong people. Most of us were programmed to be loyal to the wrong people. So hopefully today can shake up a lot of that mindset. So let's go. Ann Lander said, love is friendship that has caught fire. It is quiet understanding, mutual confidence, sharing and forgiving. It is loyalty through good and bad times. It settles for less than perfection and makes allowances for human weaknesses. In my personal opinion, I feel like that's one of the best examples or definitions of love and coincidentally, loyalty. To me, loyalty is that element, is that thing that I feel like for many of us, it can be hard to define, but we should try it anyway. But we know it when we see it. We know it when we feel it. It's something about that support. It's something about that unconditional love. It's something about that eagerness to show up and still be there when things aren't easy, when things are hard. 
When I don't like you right now, when I may not love you right now, when I can't quite see the light or have any reason to continue, but I'm going to continue anyway. And this is a feeling that we can have towards people, towards ourselves, towards jobs, towards situations, circumstances, memories, and experiences. Loyalty pretty much allows us to predict the actions of people we trust or the people we may think we trust. Growing up, I didn't always see very positive examples of the loyalty for myself to learn from. Now, I had periods of my life, you know, moments in my life as a child where I was probably picked on by some of the children in my house or, you know, my dad might have given me a hard time or relatives or family might have gave me a hard time for being different and being myself. And I would see my mom show up and my mom be there to defend against some of everything. You know, whenever somebody would try me, whenever somebody would have an issue with me, the way I walk, the way I talk, the way that I do anything, really, she would be there to defend me. She would be there to speculate. I remember one specific time that I wanted a mannequin for Christmas. You know, a mannequin pretty much with the long hair that you get to, you know, style and do the mannequin's hair with. And, you know, my mom got me a mannequin, even though my dad deeply disapproved. You know, he was not happy at all. And I remember we also had like a holiday party that day. And, you know, we had relatives and we had people come over. And, you know, I remember my older sister even had an issue with it. And it was just one of those things that just started quite a bit of controversy. But I just never forget my mom just kind of letting everybody know that this is my child. And he gets straight A's, he gets good grades. And, you know what I'm saying, he told me he wanted this for Christmas. So I got this for my baby. And it's one of those things I'll never forget because it made me feel appreciated and loved for me. It made me feel safe. It made me feel special. It made me feel singled out. It made me feel like an individual. And it's a powerful kind of loyalty I will never forget. You know, we also had times where I went through lots of issues as a kid with asthma and issues with my eyes and surgery. And, you know, we have to get up at five, six in the morning most days to run to the doctor. And, you know, just we're just seeing how tired we used to be on the bus and on the train and how she always packed our lunches and she always had enough to get a little candy from the vending machine to get to long doctors to make me feel better or, you know, just all the ways that she would cheer me up when I would be nervous about taking this test, taking that test, having this surgery, having this exam, having this, having that. Just all the energy and effort that she put into making me matter. <laughs> to make me, you know, know that I'm special. You know, we, you know, unfortunately, a lot of that started to dismantle as I got a little bit older, you know, for whatever reasons, because I saw that she had that willingness to make sure that her husband was taken care of, my dad. And, you know, as a kid, it hurt me and it made me feel like she chose him over me. But as an adult, I realized for myself and God that it was important for me not to use 
her as a crutch and to get in that space and learn how to depend and take care of myself. But one of the things that I'll never forget from that is that the people we put our trust in are, or the people that we're loyal to or choose to be loyal to are an extension, you know, they're an extension of the loyalty we have with ourselves and for ourselves and to our personal values. I feel like our ability to be loyal to others speaks to our ability to be loyal to ourselves. If we have issues with being loyal to people, then that's because the issues of loyalty stem from within ourselves. Confucius said, hold faithfulness and sincerity as first principles. Meaning that it's important to be able to be faithful and sincere within yourself and for yourself before you're able to do that with others. But in your ability to give that to others, that means that that charity is already starting at home. I hope that makes sense. To me, loyalty speaks to who we are as people. You know, it really speaks to our integrity. It speaks to our character and it speaks to the things that are important to us. So many of us, we have so many issues with issues with Lord's loyalty because we've had people who betrayed us so many times, so many times. It's so much to the point that we feel like we're broken. We feel like we, we feel like we're wrong and we feel like we'd be dumb to trust anyone that, you know, we align you know, or we associate being loyal to people to, you know, not trusting ourselves. And I feel like now is truly time to get that power back. And it's important to get that power back by being more proactive when it comes to the relationship with you that you have with others as well as yourself. There are so many people who have friends in our lives or relationships with family, all of the relationships, romantically, some significant other. Challenge yourself today to ask those people in your life one at a time, what does loyalty mean to you? Most of them, they depend on their attitude and their perception of loyalty. They may automatically assume that they might have done something wrong. Don't take that personally. Let them know that nothing is wrong. You're just curious of how they define loyalty for themselves. How do they recognize it when it shows up? These are the same things I tell my friends or tell other people when it comes to forming relationships or friendships. Allow people to share with you how they define friendships. What does friendship mean to you? What does loyalty mean to you? Because when they explain that to you, you can withdraw from that their beliefs, their generalizations, and their perception around loyalty. You can start to speak to probably a lot of the behavior you've witnessed from them since you've known them. It'll probably, if you don't know them too well, if you haven't known them too long, it'll probably speak to a lot of the behavior and their intentions as life progresses. And if it's someone that you love, you know, you can really grow to, you know, add, hopefully contribute and add to their definition of loyalty. But if it's someone whose definition of loyalty doesn't, doesn't at all align with yours, that may be worth investigating. If they don't really have a definition of loyalty, if they don't really seem to care about loyalty, you know, these may be things that's worth investigating, but it's important that you practice recognizing it, practice defining it for yourself. So when it shows up, you can take note of it and you can learn from it.
Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson said, loyalty to an unjust cause is a perversion of honor. Right now, there are so many of us who are out of alignment because we are spending the bulk of our time and the bulk of our energy being loyal to things that don't honor us. Whether we're working jobs, miserable jobs, when we're working all the time, we're probably making good money, but we don't care at all about the work we're doing. Or maybe we have to travel two, three hours to get there. Whatever the situational circumstances that are, we're being loyal to things that don't honor us, things that don't make us feel valuable, things that don't make us feel good about ourselves. We're honoring relationships, friendships with people, connections with people that don't honor us. So many of us are spending all of our time around family who don't really care about us, family who may not care about what your dreams are, family that is not contributing to positivity or a positive future for you, family who does not support your goals. And it may be because they don't support their own goals. It may be because they have issues with loyalty that they're suffering with. But we're all programmed to seek that support and loyalty from that installed unit. And it's not always for the best. All of us don't always have the luxury of being able to depend or rely on that. A large part of me falling back and deciding to love my friends and family from a distance is because I felt like there was too many deep fractions of loyalty. It was, you know, too many issues with loyalty and I just felt like a lot of the connections that I had didn't allow me to feel trusted. And I felt like uh, the connections I had, I didn't trust in the people on the other end either. So maybe we didn't trust each other. Maybe we didn't think the most highly of each other. Maybe we didn't understand the value that we had to give and share with each other. And because of that, I thought it would be best to remove myself. You know, I spent a long time trying to repair bonds that I didn't break. I spent a long time trying to give apologies for things that I didn't do, trying to accommodate, be over-understanding, to overcompensate, and to really overextend myself for the sake of loyalty because I can recognize in people the suffering that they're experiencing. I can recognize that thing with other people walking out on you, other people giving up on you and not giving you a chance to express yourself, not giving you a chance to tell your side of the story, but sometimes you just have to remove yourself because to betray yourself, to dishonor yourself is to taint the relationship you have with yourself, is to taint the connection you have with yourself, to separate yourself from your inner core, your inner values, your inner beliefs. And Yama Van Zandt says this all the time, and I want to continue to share with you. Do not accept the unacceptable. Do not accept the unacceptable. So many of us are sitting around waiting for 
relationships to repair themselves, just waiting for the day we're going to get a call where our dad is going to apologize for, you know, all the years that he didn't come pick us up as kids or waiting for this parent to apologize about the divorce or waiting for this sibling or waiting for this person or this friend or whatever. We're just, you know, allowing ourselves to be stuck because of some crisis with loyalty. And the thing is, you're trying to honor something that doesn't honor you. Maybe you're in a job where you have supervisors and people that you work for, and they don't care about you. They show you all the time that you are expendable and that you do great work, but will replace you in an instant. And you know that. And it makes you feel less than. It makes you not feel valuable. But you still continue to show up. When I tell you I know about that, like I've just spent so many years of my life showing up for jobs where people didn't care about me, where people wanted to wrap up my whole schedule, where people wanted me to give up my whole youth, give up all my time, and showed me continuously that it'll never be enough, but I'll take all that I can give because this is for you, this isn't for me. And I had to get to a place where I had to crash and burn. I had to get to a place where I accepted and embraced God burning my house down, not literally, but burning my house down and going through a period of phase, a long period of having nothing, a long period of starting over, a long period of not having no support, a long period of not having anyone to really talk to about it and just keeping my head down, doing the work, and getting back on my feet. It is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, but it is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. One of the best. And I still find it hard to believe that a period of darkness can also be paired with so much light and so much joy, so much enlightenment. But it's crucial to understand that the loyalty that you have with anyone if it's damaged if it puts you in a position to betray and dishonor yourself most of the time all the time it is poisoning you and it is killing you Jacqueline Carey said if you will not die for us you cannot ask us to die for you and that was the understanding that I took away from you know, working a nine to five, that is the understanding that I took away from separating myself from friends and family because it was so many different situations where people wanted the kind of loyalty they weren't willing to give. And that was unfair to me. And it's not to say that they were wrong because I know their experiences, their perceptions have led them here and they're only doing what's best for them. They have to take care of them. The thing that I had to learn was I have to take care of me. I have to be okay with who I see in the mirror day in and day out. And it's the same way with you. You have to respect what you're doing. You have to respect who you are and what you're doing for yourself. Being loyal is being devoted, is being committed, being honorable, being transparent and open, but it is never being naive. It is never trusting anyone blindly without trusting yourself first. You don't step out on no thin ice and you don't have resolution and peace with the situation. 
Now, there will be times where you will take risk on people, but if you're going to sign off on that situation, make sure that you're in a place of resolution of being okay, no matter what happens. Don't put yourself in a situation to sacrifice too much, too quick or too early, and you don't know the person, you don't trust the person, you can't sign off on their behavior or predict their behavior accurately. I spend too much time blindly trusting people that have been lying, that I've caught in lies and that I've caught being dishonest and underhanded, all types of things for a long time. And I had to just trust the situation, trust that it may feel very uncomfortable, it may hurt to remove myself and separate myself. But who will I become in the future walking down this path because I'm already very deeply unhappy? So what if happiness is waiting on the other side of this decision and it is and it was waiting for me like i said it's a piece that i can never quantify with words but it engulfs me on a day-to-day basis understand that loyalty demands consistency and integrity it means that people continue to show up they develop a style of showing up that works for you that makes you feel valued and makes you feel like you can trust them that lets you know for sure without the, without a shadow of a doubt you can trust them be loyal to the past and know that if this person continues to do this thing and you let them know that this that doing this thing hurts you and they continue to do it that they're taking advantage of the situation and there may be someone that you can't be loyal to because they can't be loyal to you. They can't be loyal to your feelings, your experience. The most important person to trust outside of God is yourself. So if you're going to be loyal to anyone, it's because on the inside, you trust yourself there too. Walter Winchell said, a friend is someone who walks into a room when everyone else is walking out. If you're like me, you may be someone that has struggled very deeply and greatly with abandonment issues, with people walking out without warning, with people disengaging without warning, with people going cold without warning, with people shutting down without warning, with people disappointing you, deceiving you, and hurting you without reason, with people wanting everything from you without wanting to give you anything. And maybe you've gone through these experiences so much that it makes it very hard and difficult to face yourself in the mirror. But one thing that I do want to tell you is that these experiences are priming you to appreciate the people that will come into your life, the people that will love you for you, people that will appreciate you for you, the people who will bring you out of your shell, the people who will admire your quirks, the people who will like the little details of the way you wear that ribbon on your glasses, your nose ring, those tattoos, the people that will love all the books that you like to read, people who will love that quirky snort or laugh, people who will love your sensitivity, the way you tear up after a very emotional movie or a love scene, people who will love your sense of novelty, your sense of artistic nature, people who will love you for you. You will experience people who will be your soulmates. And it may not necessarily be romantically, but it will be people who will be your tribe. 
people who will make a lot of the suffering and pain and disappointment that you've gone through in your life make sense because all of those hardships, all of those blunders will lead up to the palace of love and acceptance and worthiness that these people will bring out in you. But it's important to bring them out of yourself because in order to attract these people, in order to align with your tribe, you have to believe in yourself. And in order to believe in yourself, you have to never give up on you. You're going to have to forgive yourself for all the times that you dishonored you. Lisa Nichols says that you should, you know, look yourself in the mirror every night before you go to bed and tell yourself a couple things that you're proud of yourself for and like one or two things that you forgive yourself for. I did that for a while. I need to get back into doing it, but I did it for about maybe almost three months. And every night it'd be that thing of, you know, I'm proud of you for playing the keyboard today, sticking with the keyboard. But I forgive you for allowing people to talk to you like you were crazy, so much so that you became one of them. And you talked to people like you were crazy. You talked to them like they weren't worthy of respect or understanding. I forgive you for being so open and transparent with your feelings and trusting your feelings with people who could embrace their own emotions and people who can embrace their own feelings. I forgive you for wanting to disrupt a lot of negative dysfunctional pathologies in your life and it hurting you and, you know, wounding you in the process. I forgive you for trying hard even when you saw a lot of the indications that they weren't accepting or that they weren't willing or able to embrace your point of view. I embrace, I forgive you for maintaining that colorful view, point of view of a child that you maintain with how you see the world in terms of wanting to see the world in rainbows, bubbles, you know, marvelousness and beauty as opposed to a world that's hard and full of bills and responsibility and untrustworthy people. Wherever it is that you need to get started, start having that conversation with yourself, with yourself and start honoring yourself now. Start appreciating yourself now. Start spoiling yourself now. I've said it before, Julia Cameron mentioned in her book, The Artist's Way, that you need to start having artist days. Have days throughout the week. Get more than one if you can't, you can handle or sustain it. But you don't even have to pay for things if you don't need to, if you can. But just have days where you take yourself out and you focus on you. Treat yourself to a milkshake, to a hot dog. Sit on the bench and read a good book. Take your camera and get some good pictures. Walk along the lakefront. Go pick flowers. Go walk around in the market. Go somewhere that you would normally go. Go walk somewhere and get lost and, you know, see what you discover. Walk through the park. Go, go for a bike ride. One of the hardest betrayals that you, can have, that you can make to yourself is not being loyal to yourself, not honoring yourself. It can also be betraying your dreams and betraying your personal values, betraying your principles and just betraying your integrity, betraying your character and what you stand for, betraying your mission in life, betraying your contribution, betraying your word and betraying your sense of loyalty. 
Ron Mohan said, if you can't value a commitment made by someone else, your own commitments lose their value too. So understand that if you struggle to be loyal to other people, you're naturally going to struggle to be loyal to yourself too. If you struggle to, you know, make good on your commitments to other people, you're going to struggle to, you know, make good on the commitments to yourself. I remember being the kind of person where for birthdays, for Christmases, and, you know, different situations like that, I would go shop for people and I would spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on things that I would never buy for myself. And, you know, I used to point this out to friends or friends used to point this out to me. It's like, you get this for me, you're going to get this big bottle of cologne or this $600 bottle of cologne or these four or $500 boots or, you know, this PS5, but you get things that you'll never get yourself. Why don't you spend this kind of money on yourself? If you're out and you're getting something from me, get in the habit of getting something equally or if not better or whatever for yourself and maintaining that sense of loyalty for yourself. Maya Angelou said, when people show you who they are, believe them. When people show you that they can't be trusted, when people show you that their actions and their intentions can and won't honor you, when people show you that they'd rather lose you or disrespect or rather hurt you or they'd rather ask for forgiveness than ask for permission, stop showing up. Stop being there. Remove yourself. Cut the cord. Switch it up. Do a new thing. Understand that as humans, we are all here to take care of ourselves. We're also givers as well, so we have a responsibility and a duty to give to our planet, to give to each other, and to give to a higher purpose and a higher power. But we're all here to take care of ourselves first. So many of us need to use up our whole lives, take our whole lives understanding that you are here to put yourself first and to take care of yourself. You are here to prioritize, prioritize yourself first because if you are not good, the quality of anything you give anyone will lack. You can think that it's selfish, but if you make a vote for all your friendships, relationships, for your kids, for your jobs, for your hobbies and habits and everything, if you don't make time for yourself, you won't be able to give everything to those. You won't be able to give your best. You won't be able to give quality. You won't be able to give light. You'll give dimness. You'll give half-assery. You will not be able to sustain. And lastly, it's hard to forgive. It's hard to be loyal to people that we expected so much more from. Maybe for you, like me, it's your parents, but you have to accept that they are real people. And if you're going to be loyal, be loyal. But if you're not, that's okay too. And the thing about life is, is that you get to make that decision. So do it. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the era segment where you know we challenge you to take action and we challenge you to expand and be more, a lot more today than you were yesterday or last week or last month. We want you to improve your results. We want you to grow as a person. We want you to become a stronger problem solver. We want you to become better at adapting to the realities of life. 
We want you to become more well-adjusted, more well-rounded. We want you to be more peaceful. We want you to make more progress, and we want you to trust yourself more. So without further ado, let's jump right in. The first letter is E, exhaustive, meaning fully comprehensive. Allow yourself to be exhaustive in how you define loyalty to yourself and for yourself. I've mentioned this to friends. I've mentioned this in my relationship. I've mentioned it to a bunch of people, but I feel like when it comes to having a relationship, friendship, whatever with anyone, it's important to know and understand how the other person defines loyalty. It's important to know what their values are and what's important to them, but this is about loyalty. Ask them what loyalty means. Allow them to elaborate and explain to you in their words what loyalty means. And gauge their answer and figure out what that does for you. But before you even do that, get clear on what loyalty is to you and for you. What are some examples that have occurred in your life that represented loyalty? that made you feel like people were there for you, that people showed up for you? What were some examples where you were loyal to yourself and you honored yourself? Get clear on what those definitions are. Get clear on what those examples are and build upon them because sometimes we simplify loyalty. Sometimes we oversimplify or overcomplicate it. But be aware of how you define it because in you having those definitions fleshed out, fleshed out, fleshing out those beliefs, you can be aware of the energy that you're giving off. You can be aware of how those beliefs may be driving your life in a direction you don't realize. So be exhaustive in the process and make sure that you understand for yourself what loyalty is and you understand from the people around you how they see, perceive, and define loyalty within their life for themselves. Because you may find that in how they define it may explain a lot of their behavior, a lot of their thoughts, a lot of what comes out of their mouths, a lot of what's transpired between you, and they're giving you, giving it to you straight. The next letters are resolute. Be resolute in knowing that there are going to be times where you are going to trust the wrong people. You are going to believe in the wrong people. And that doesn't reflect on you. Don't let that affect your self-worth. Don't let that affect your intelligence. Don't let that affect how you feel about yourself. Sometimes I feel like we are deceived by certain situations or by certain people to make ourselves stronger, to grow stronger in our instincts. We go through those moments to learn about people who are able to deceive us and, you know, separate us from trusting ourselves, from trusting our instincts, from trusting our intuition. So understand that you're going to do it sometimes. You're going to trust your own people. Also understand that there's any, if there's anyone in your life that wants you to blindly trust them, people that want more trust and loyalty than they're willing to give or share, people that want your trust and your loyalty without giving you anything or, you know, like those people where, yeah, I need to, I need to borrow $500. And it's like, okay, why do you need $500? Just trust me. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. That's not going to work, you know? But show yourself grace and be graceful with yourself when it happens. Understand that the person that you are required to honor the most and always is yourself. Any situation in life puts you in where you're set up to be dishonoring yourself, 
If you can, avoid that situation and honor you because in crucial situations where you know you're supposed to treat yourself better and look out for yourself and you don't, that can mess with you. That can mess with your psyche. So be resolute in knowing that sometimes you're going to make mistakes and trust and believe in the wrong people, but you will get better and your instincts will get stronger. You will remember how that pattern played out. And in the future, when other people try to run that same game, you will be aware and you will be hit to the game. The next letter is A, accept. Accept the fact that there are going to be situations in life that make you that, that may make you feel stupid, that may make you resent yourself for other people because you came, you came out of your comfort zone. You chose to trust or do something for someone and they were disloyal to you. You may find out that someone was talking about you or gossiping about you and you did nothing wrong. You did absolutely nothing to hurt you. You did nothing to hurt them. You have to understand that has nothing to do with you. I know it's going to take time, but learn how to forgive yourself when you betray yourself. It's taken me a long time to get that lesson because I was programmed to betray myself and to be responsible for the emotions and the needs of other people. And, you know, it took me time to learn and pay attention to those patterns. And it was when I started paying attention to what honor meant. I remember Yana saying, you know, don't accept the unacceptable. If they're, you know, if a person can't do it, if they're unwilling or unable, make a decision, leave it behind, don't be bothered, but stop accepting the unacceptable. If anyone puts you in a situation to accept the unacceptable, baby, you need to bolt, hit the door, make them hit the door, exercise an option, and keep it moving. But definitely know that the relationship you have with yourself is the one, only one that you're responsible for nurturing. You'll nurture other relationships, but at the end of the day, the loyalty that you have to yourself, the honor that you have with yourself, the respect that you have with yourself is inescapable. It'll always be waiting for you, you know, the lack thereof or the abundance of wherever you stand on that scale. So there you have it. Exhaustive, resolute, and accept. In the next episode, we will be talking about compromise perception, so you know you don't want to miss that. If you haven't had a chance yet, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and please leave a comment and or rating, and please let us know how the podcast is going. Please share these episodes all over social media. It's already been a lot of that going on, and I really appreciate it. People have been tagging me on Instagram and the whole thing. So I'm really grateful for all of your, all of your support. Lastly, thank you for supporting the Medizine Cabinet, where we get experimental about exploring your potential. You are strong. You are enough. You are wise. And you are tough. Peace.